Welcome to our first outlet. Uh, in this next 15 to 20 minutes, we're going to start talking about uh, student engagement. Uh, recently, I was asked by the uh, NDAE to speak on student engagement during a virtual workshop that was planned by our professional development committee. And um, I spoke with my friend Molly on engagement. And I don't know. Brianna has tons of notes of like really cool discussions that we're having that were happening like during this session. So, and basically from that session, me as a attendee of the session, um, it was only open to North, North Dakota ag teachers, but we thought that there were so many awesome ideas, both from the presenters and other attendees that we just had to share it with um, anyone who's listening to this podcast, hopefully ag teachers from across the country so that you can all see how you can use engagement in your classroom as well. And engagement, like, is important. Um, and, I mean, for me, like, I know when I'm evaluated as an instructor, like, they're always looking for, you know, how are you engaging students? So what a relevant topic for us to be talking about now, especially when we think about how do we engage our students at a distance and how do we engage our students in a traditional classroom setting and I think any teacher um, would benefit from engagement strategies. And I would say, too, that unengaged students aren't going to learn. So obviously, as teachers, we want our students to be learning the content. And um, that's why engagement is so important. And I'm terrible. Like when I watch TV, like I'll just scroll through my phone, too. Like So some people will struggle with engagement because kids should just automatically give us their attention. But we're kind of in this, like, you even gave me that example about being engaged ourselves, you know, in our lives. And I'm terrible for constantly having to be doing something while I'm doing something else. Well, and I think especially right now, too, with um, how many Zoom conferences we've been on and, and how many times do I find myself um, cleaning my office or texting a friend back or responding to an email um, while a session's going on and I get over or done with that session. And I think, what did I actually learn from that? Yeah. Well, and so in this session, we, we kind of talked about like how teachers describe student engagement. And, and that's kind of powerful to think about your own classroom. And if, you know, like Brianna, if I was going to walk in your classroom, you know, the way you look at student engagement versus the way your administrator looks at student engagement, could be two different things. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think when I think about engagement, the number one presenter that's been incredibly engaging for me would have to be Dave Burgess. And Nikki, you have really enjoyed him too, right? Yeah. Um, we got the chance. I mean, he spoke at Get Your Virtual Teach On. And we had read I mean, you've read multiple of his books um, prior to this, but we both have read um, Teach Like a Pirate. And I, I mean, I think I'm going to go read it again because it was just so full of information. And for an ag teacher, it's hard to find a content book that is going to relate to ag education. But I, I mean, I feel like it was easy to apply to my content area for sure. 
Yeah, definitely. I would say to any book that I'm reading that while I'm reading it, I'm writing down pages of notes um, is definitely something that I think everyone should read. And actually, so it, at center this year, we uh, engagement was one of our, our school goals, uh, which engagement has always been kind of a passion of mine. But uh, we actually worked with teacher coaches out of Utah that would come in and kind of help us with our engagement. And I like I learned so much from from them and they would watch a lesson or we would record ourselves teaching. And of course, in college, like we record ourselves teaching all the time. But after teaching for almost nine years, you kind of forget that. And to sit back and listen and watch yourself teach a lesson, um, you notice a lot of things. But I'm excited because NAE's book study this year is Teach Like a Pirate. Yeah. And Nikki and I were talking about this the other day, actually, um, with that book study. Nikki and I have obviously both read the book, like we've already mentioned, but I think we're going to go back and read it again, just so that we can engage in it on a deeper level through great conversations with other ag teachers. Well, and I, when I read it, I read it as a book study with staff and I'm the only ag teacher in the building. So, you know, yeah, I had great conversation with the science teacher and the English teacher and the music teacher and whatever, but I think it's going to be different now to read it with an entire group of ag teachers. Yeah, definitely. And and if you're thinking to yourself, you're an ag teacher, you want to read this book too and get involved in that book study, we have shared the link to sign up to that book study in our show notes that you can check out. And so you'll you'll need to register at that link. Um, and I believe the book study starts July 15th. So um, definitely if you're interested um, to read Teach Like a Pirate or just want to reread it and kind of get a fresh, fresh perspective, uh, I mean, join us because we're going to do it. But one thing we wanted to talk about today um, were things that we pulled from Teach Like a Pirate and things that I shared that Molly and I shared uh, during our NDAAE workshop, but also things that, you know, we've heard Dave Burgess say, and he's a phenomenal public speaker. So we, we're just going to talk about some of the, like the foundation he talks about and then how we relate it to our classroom. So, like, um, one thing I love to do is, like, use storytelling, and it sounds pretty simple, but one of the quotes that he he said when we heard him speak was, lessons are easily forgotten, but experiences last forever. And, I mean, it seems so simple, but, you know, if you make an experience in the classroom for your kids, you know, they're going to remember it. And I'm sure something comes to mind for all of you right now as you're thinking about it, but... Storytelling is something simple and increases engagement and, and students really buy in. So like one um, one way I use student engage or storytelling for student engagement is my uh, animal science kids were going to the zoo. And so, um, you know, on the trip there, I, you know, I kind of told them you're going to have to record in Flipgrid uh, about an animal and kind of let them know what they were going to do. But then when we got there, I I told them that actually they were a part of a news team and that an animal escaped. So they had to create like an anchor pitch um, ex- using the information that was on like the habitat of the animal and uh, to explain how that animal escaped and, you know, what, what the general public should be looking out for. It, it was super fun. We could have simply just done a paper, but using a simple storytelling technique um, made that field trip a lot more fun. 
When I think that's something that's so easy to add a story or add like just kind of an interest approach of that story to any lesson that you already have because um, it makes it more exciting for students. Students are going to remember that way more than just um, writing a paper on it or even like a poster. I mean, posters are great and they have their places, but um, they're going to remember that way more when you have that story that goes along with it. Yeah. And it's super fun. And those kids still talk about it. So, um, Brianna, you should talk about your shows. Yeah. So I love, um, incorporating pop popular, I guess, TV shows that my students are watching and that I like to watch. Um, and I kind of have the mind where when I'm watching those shows at home, once again, I can't just sit there and watch it. Um, so I'm always thinking, how could I use this in my classroom? How could I create a lesson out of this? Um, what's a way that I can use what's engaging about the show and why people are so um, drawn into watching it? Um, and maybe using those same strategies to draw my students in to my lesson. Um, so one way that I've incorporated um, a show is through my Greenhouse Hunters. Um, and I'm sure some of you have probably heard me present on this. Um, it was my ideas unlimited for this year, but which I'm gonna interrupt her. She's not gonna say it, but she won our region. So, um, if you're gonna be at NAE, you're definitely gonna want to catch a workshop. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not one to brag about myself. But um, so that idea was drawn from the popular House Hunters show. I love watching it. I know a lot of people love watching that show. Um, and I was trying to think of a way to engage my students in teaching about greenhouses. Um, and I could have stood up front and here's a PowerPoint all about the different greenhouse designs. Um, they take notes and then we're done with that. And, and that's how I could have done it. But I don't think any of my students would have remembered those designs at all. And then what's the point of teaching them if they're not going to remember it? So I came up with the idea of greenhouse hunters. Um, my students had to interview me as their teacher or as the, I guess, consumer of the greenhouse or person that wants a greenhouse. And I gave them a scenario and then they had to research and come up with three different greenhouse designs. And then similar to like house hunters, they had to give pros and cons of each, how they fit the scenario that I gave them. And then they had to kind of do a big reveal in a video format of the one that they thought fit me best. And that was the one that they chose to make a 3D model of. So what kind of, like, when your kids were building it, like, paint a picture of, like, what they use to make their model? Yeah, so that's a great question, and that's what makes it so awesome and so adaptable for anyone to use. Um, I had students using scrap wood. I had some that welded pieces together. I had them using saran wrap. Um, one student even brought in a donut container from their house, and that was the roof. Um, you can use craft supplies, paint, really anything you had in your classroom. Um, I have tons of craft supplies on hand, and I know Nikki does too, but um, I'm sure a lot of egg teachers have scrap wood or balsa wood in their classroom as well. Um, and allow your students to get creative with it too. Like, they loved it. And I did this with my juniors and seniors, and I've never seen a group of 27 juniors and seniors more engaged. And they, at the end of the year, talked about this being their favorite thing we did all year long. And I, after she presented it at the state level, I did it with my freshman students and tweaked it a, a little bit for, for my situation and they loved it. And I sent some pictures of like some of the models to Brianna and like, I was 
shocked at some kids' creativity. And I learned a lot about the kids themselves. Like, some kids, like, blew me away. So that's super fun. Um, Other things that Dave Burgess talked about, you know, the Academy Awards. uh, We haven't used anything in particular yet, but we've just talked about, uh, you know, how could you utilize, like, the layout of the Academy Awards in your ag classes? And, you know, how can you get kids to buy in? Maybe you roll out the red carpet and, you know, you do something with livestock breeds or um, the best tools in the shop. Um, I think there's so many different things. Um, One thing is March Madness. I really love March Madness. Um, I fill out like six brackets. They all bust within like the first couple games. It's fine. But uh, kids really love that and they can like connect with that just like they could connect with your you know, your greenhouse hunters, but, um, March Madness is super fun. And some ideas that we kind of shared in our state virtual conferences, you know, maybe you use it to discuss the most significant date in FFA, uh, or maybe they use it to discuss like what's, who is the most influential person in the history of FFA. My kids and I always discuss like, would FFA still exist? right now, if we didn't make the changes that we did back in 1969 or back in 1928. Um, So using March Madness, you know, kids can then research and debate as to which person um, should move on in the different matches. So what was one of your favorite um, March Madness ideas that was shared? I guess I really liked the idea of um using different like breeds of livestock because once again I think that teaching breeds can be super unengaging for students yeah um you know you sit here and you drone on and on and you memorize those well there's so many of them yeah definitely and for a kid who doesn't come from production agriculture like how are you going to get me to remember the difference between Hereford and Angus and why does it matter to me yeah, so I think, you know, using a March Madness bracket definitely would be a great idea for that, too, to to get some debate and get some justification, because when I think when students have to justify their answers, they're going to remember it more, too. Yeah, so uh, so many other different, like, shows that could be incorporated, you know, Shark Tank, the Olympics, NFL Draft, Fear Factor. Uh, one of our good friends, Whitney, is doing something with, like, wrestling, right? Um, and, uh, they're going to announce, you know, different animal breeds. Um, like they announce wrestlers coming in for their like big fights. So I thought that was a really cool idea. Um, but the other thing that he talks about, and it's something I kind of forget about is props. So what are some of like, give, give me some examples, Brianna, of what you use for props in your classroom. Well, I would say my favorite way to use props is with the crime scene tape. And I actually stole that idea from Nikki. Um, and she can talk a little bit about the the puppy crime scene that she, she uses the crime scene tape for. So actually the puppy crime scene was an activity that I found on Agate Discussion Lab. So if you're not on Agate Discussion Lab on Facebook, I encourage you to uh, follow that page. Um, tons of great ag teachers sharing. And so basically you kind of just set up this crime scene of this dead puppy and you give kids this story, uh, about, um, how this puppy died and kids like work together to try to solve this crime, but it's so much fun. And you like have no idea just taping up some crime scene tape or even caution tape will do to that lesson. Like 
it changes it into something completely different. Um, kids down the hall or coming to lunch will start to whisper like what's going on in the egg department. Um, so, so that's super fun. But um, we talked a lot about plastic tablecloths in our lesson. Uh, were there anything that jumped out with you of like how you can use plastic tablecloths? I mean, it's a simple prop, but I think, you know, they're cheap and the possibilities are endless with them. Somebody mentioned like doing notes, like covering all the tables um, and like writing notes on the tablecloths. Whenever a kid gets to like graffiti something, they're like all about it. Yeah. And I think another way to, um, you know, hanging them around the room and you can, do kind of a gallery gallery walk while students have to write on the um, on the tablecloths maybe their answers. It could be something as simple as mm. you cut up a worksheet that you were going to give, and those are the questions, and they have to go write it on the tablecloths. Um, you can create backdrops with the tablecloths, like maybe you're um, talking about wildlife today, and you have kind of a backdrop of the habitat that the wildlife are in that you're talking about That's that good, day. Yeah. And just really get students like walking into the classroom and wondering like what's happening today because that that wasn't there yesterday. Right. Well, it's fun like just to maybe even get them to draw things. Like I know you teach a lot of you know plant science. Um, you know, having them draw out like the parts of a flower and uh, even um, like doodle notes or sketch notes are super fun for kids right now. So or a timeline. I mean, you can yeah, have them for sure. Them tape different dates of a timeline, and maybe it's something that. You're going to use all week, but you can take that tablecloth down because you're going to do something else with the whiteboard for your other class. So you take that tablecloth down and then you still want it tomorrow. So you put it back up and um, it's a good way of, of saving that work too. Could be super fun with like official dress, shop safety, um, you know, you know, tracing. Somebody traces another person and they kind of draw, draw that out and stuff. So that's super fun. So tons of, tons of possibilities there. I hope you're already thinking of some, but one thing we wanted to kind of like end with, and I follow like so many, I don't even know. It's like elementary teachers and like elementary blogs on Facebook. And like all of a sudden I'll just see things and think, well, I can modify this for me. So this is like the night before I was going to present this workshop. And so I kind of just put this in my, in my session so that I can like challenge these egg teachers to come up with cool things. So we wanted to challenge you guys. So basically what it is you take a uh, laundry basket, um, dump out the dirty laundry and take it to school. Cause that's what I'm going to have to do. Um, but it's called scratch paper lottery. So you, so you have your laundry basket and in this photo that we're looking at, you can't see is a bunch of paper that's um, just crumbled up into balls. Okay, so they're all in this laundry basket, and on the front of it, it says scratch paper lottery. So uh, I kind of just put this picture out there for these egg teachers and said, okay, take a moment, and how can you use this in your classroom? And uh, as the presenter, I was, like, trying to listen. So thankfully, Brianna took some really good notes because uh, it was amazing in, like, what, a minute and a half? how many cool ideas they came up with. And I just said, like, think of your details. Um, is this going to be at the front of the classroom when the kids come in? Uh, or are you going to pull it out later for something? Uh, is it going to, um, you know, what's going to be on the paper? 
are they going to pick a paper out? Uh, you know, are they going to pick a certain colored paper out? Like, what are your details? And they just kind of ran with it. So do you want to yeah. share some of them? Yeah, I was blown away, honestly. You know, egg teachers are creative. They're resourceful. We already knew that. But I was blown away to hear all the responses, like Nikki said, in a minute, what everyone had come up with. And and I know um, I know all of you listening are are definitely capable of doing that, too. And I hope you're writing down things and notes from this, this uh, episode that we have. But some of my favorites, I guess, were um, different Parley Pro motions. So maybe you're teaching about Parley Pro and they have to grab one out of the basket and they have to do that. And it's very, I think, similar to the national mm-hmm. contest where they don't know what motion they have. Well, and like, I mean, you could do that at the start of the start. They research the Parley Pro motion or maybe it's at the end, you've already taught Parley Pro. So they're going to come in and now that's the motion they're doing. Like, yeah. I mean, endless opportunity is already right there. And then another one, I guess, once again, here's me talking about shows because I love shows. And and I thought of like a chopped or like cutthroat kitten, kitchen kind of uh, mindset on it. So the kids have to draw out. Maybe it's three pieces of paper. Maybe it's five. And on there has the ingredients that they could use. But I think you could also use it for these are the tools you get to use for the project you're making. Kind of yeah. that same concept. Yeah. Um, one person mentioned like FFA history. So, you know, maybe you put the name of a influential person or you put a date and they have to then use the FFA handbook and the national FFA website to figure, you know, to figure out what, what that means and do some research. So anything um, else? Yeah. Maybe I, one other thing I am seeing here, I guess that I wrote down in my notes was um, what kind of plants that you can use for your landscape design that you're oh, creating. Oh yeah. That one was so good. Uh, or maybe it's like the arrangement that you have to make or something like that. Yeah, I think the landscape one, they mentioned that there would be a little more detail on the paper, and it could be, like, here's what you get for your landscape. So you only have, this is your budget. Um, Here's your size that you can, um, here's the area in which you live. So it kind of gives them their, I don't know, their boundaries. And so it's a lottery system. They dig in that basket, pull one out, and now they got to use all of their skills from what they learned in landscaping to then landscape this area that they picked out of this lottery system yeah so you can definitely I mean put as much or as little detail like Nikki was saying on yeah. that piece of paper um, it could be a word it could be a an entire you know sheet of paper full of stuff that they can use yeah you know and maybe maybe you color code it so I mean you could also do a group so maybe like if you have you know 15 kids in your class um they don't know it but the color also relates to what group they're going to be in. That could be a fun way. Or maybe there's a number on it. I mean, so many cool ways. I think this was a math teacher who I saw this, an elementary math teacher. And basically it had a math problem written on it. So, but it was mind blowing, like just how quickly I just threw up this picture and said, what can we come up with? So that was pretty cool. So we wanted to share that with you. Um, And we really do hope too that, um, you can use some of our ideas and also have tons of your own great ideas from this this one um, activity that you can incorporate in your classroom right now. Yeah. So uh, we want to reiterate uh, the Teach Like a Pirate NAE book study. We hope some of you join us um, just because we know that just by visiting with other ag teachers, there's going to be, you know, just a wealth of ideas. So um, check us out on Instagram and Facebook at 
here by the owl podcast and make sure you share some of the ideas that are that are that come to mind as you listen to this episode yeah we would definitely love to hear from you uh make sure you go to the show notes we'll throw in um the link for the for the book study so um you can all join us thanks for listening